blood. The Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. I see the enemy coming in like a flood in our houses, in our churches, in our families. But what I don't see is the standard. People of God, where's the standard at? We're in a war, y'all. It's time to stand, y'all. The Lord gave the word, and great was the company of them that published it. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Welcome to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast that reaches around the world daily with the good news about Jesus Christ our Lord. I am your host, Bishop Fred A. Carwell Sr. Now lend me your ear, and let's go inside of Know Your Bible and hear God's life-changing word. Welcome to Know Your Bible. Chapter 1 and verse 17. John's Gospel, chapter 1 and verse 17. Tell your neighbor we're going deep into the well. Amen. And we're not coming back until the Lord bring us back. Amen. It's time to just get on out there. John's Gospel, chapter 1. Are you there? All right, get there. John's Gospel, chapter 1. And verse 17. The Bible says, For the law, what? The law. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. The law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. I want to talk to you. Now, now that's, that's where I'm going to get started, but let me give you the, 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 the subject matter of this great word that's coming from the third heaven. The Bible right here says the law was given by Moses. Is that what it says? For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. In this verse of scripture, we have both blessings and curses. The law brought curses. Jesus Christ brought blessings. So in this one verse here, we have the whole Bible put in focus. Nobody ever got saved by or under the law. The law was our schoolmaster. That's what Paul is, is trying to get over in another place. It brought us to Christ. But it could not save us. Amen. The law has no power to save anybody. And that's what grieves my heart seeing all these Adventists and other people running around here so-called trying to keep the law by going to a building on Saturday. No, no, no. That's not the way to get there. You have to be born again by the Spirit of God in today's economy, the way that things are today. 
God has already scripted up that the law was given by Moses. Moses brought to Israel the law that brought hard times. The law is the administration of condemnation. The law is like a porcupine. Ain't no room for intimacy. Do I need to talk to this side or the other side? The porcupine has no room for intimacy. It pricks you every time. In the morning you're pricked. In the noonday you're pricked. And after the sun would have gone down. There's no room for intimacy. It brought the administration of condemnation. If a man picked up sticks in his yard on the Sabbath day, that man was to be stoned to death. There were laws that governed living. There were laws that governed civil administration. There, there were laws that governed religious organization. All these things were governed by the law, and there was no room for error. Any place in there that brought death, then that's what was given to the individual. So the law came by Moses. Moses was, as you well know, raised up in Pharaoh's house while the world around him was rocking and reeling with the death of the firstborn, of the children, the male children. And God kept Moses. He kept him for a reason. His parents first saw that he was a beautiful child, that he was, you know, not worthy of being put to death. So they hid him for 90 days. And then Moses was raised up in Pharaoh's house until he came of age. God is able to hide you even in plain view. God is able to take care of you. God is able to cause you to soar and to get on up there where other people don't even think about going. But in the midst of that law, there was condemnation. And nobody ever got saved upon the law. That's why only Jesus Christ could keep the whole law. And he did that for me and for you because we could not do it. So what Moses gave to Israel, which was a loaded gun, Jesus brought both grace and mercy. The woman caught in the very act of committing adultery, they said that such should be stoned. And the law said that such should be stoned. But grace and mercy said, give her another chance. Come on now. Give her another chance. And the Lord spared that woman's life. Because they came to Jesus saying that Moses said that such should be stoned. So don't you tell me that you have not been on the receiving end of God's grace and mercy. Huh? We have been on the receiving end of God's grace and mercy. Moses gave the law to Israel. Grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. When the truth was presented to the truth, the truth knew the truth. Uh, and you know what? The truth still does know the truth. And the truth of the matter is he came to save. And 
nobody except a sinner can be saved. So if you're trying to compare yourself with somebody else, you're wasting time because all have sinned. So the law condemned everybody, but grace and truth came by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He is the one that enables everybody who hears the word and wants to be saved. By grace, through faith, are we saved. And by no other way. Now this message today See, I, you know, I, I commune with the Lord and, and, and I talk about, you know, being in Shreveport. And that's not a put down. I talk about if I was in New Orleans, Los Angeles, it really wouldn't matter. But what does matter to me is this. I'm in Shreveport. I don't know how much Bible you know or whether you know any Bible. But the administrative part of what I do gives you what I would say the benefit of the doubt. So I have to take for granted that you know what I'm talking about or that you're willing to learn it. And I say that because of this. Today we're dealing with a subject as big as the Bible and that is redemption. Redemption from the curse of the law. Amen? Amen? And blessed by the grace of God. Now those are two major things right there. Redeemed from the curse of the law. Well, Lord, how many of these folk know what I'm talking about? And he says, teach it anyway. Because somebody here wants to hear it. Amen. Somebody here needs to hear it. So now we're getting on up out of our ABCs. And we're getting on to that place where we appreciate, hallelujah, all that he has done for us, whether we understand it or not. But in our quest and being in church, I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt that even though you may not know it, you come to hear it. And faith does come by. And hearing comes by. The word of God. So, the curse of the law. It was bad, everybody. And it was designed to catch you wrong. That's all the law wanted to do. It was not necessarily concerned, not necessarily about catching you doing what's right. The object of the law was to come down on you when you were found to be wrong. And if it was a matter of killing you, then you were a dead person. So the law brought condemnation to me. Say that back to me and make it you. And Jesus brought grace and salvation to me. But not without my approval. You see God made us a free moral agent. And he's not pushing salvation on anybody. Those that want 
to be saved. We have to come to Jesus. Now what is so powerful and important to me is that in coming to Christ, I got all kinds of benefits because of his redeeming grace and because of what he did for all of us at Calvary. I didn't understand it, and I'm still trying to understand it a whole lot better, but I sure believe it. I believe it. I believe that Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures. And that he was buried and rose again the third day, according to the scriptures. But now the things that come into play with the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus... We get the benefit. We claim him as Lord and Savior. And his death claims that all had sinned. And so he died to save all. Can I get a witness? Now, let's go into the scriptures a little bit deeper. And let's talk about the curse of the law. Go to Galatians, the third chapter. The curse of the law. Not the blessing of the law. Because the law came to kill. Boy, I thank God that he came to save. Hallelujah. His saving grace, nothing can compare. And I want you to go out of this sanctuary today with a heart filled with grace and thanksgiving because of what Jesus Christ, not Allah, not Buddha, the Lord Jesus has accomplished for each and every one of us. Amen? Amen. All right. In Galatians chapter 3, and I need for you to key in on verses 13 and 14. In Galatians chapter 3, verses 13 and 14, you'll find these consecrated words. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law. How did he do it? Being made a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. On the tree at Calvary, Christ became a curse for every one of us. The only way to get us from being uncursed. Was for him to be cursed. And for him to take our place. Because he was a justified official from heaven. Who had come to do the will of his father. And also to incorporate his own will. So Christ willingly came. To be crucified for the whole wide world, irrespective or irregardless of your ethnicity or your social standing, it does not matter. Christ died for all. Now, if all don't accept him, then that part that does not will spend a lost eternity, a lost eternity in the lake of fire. 
And that's what Jesus Christ came to prevent. So I don't sit up and debate with folk that don't even believe. Okay? Paul said in another place, what if some don't believe? He, God, abideth faithful. And he cannot deny himself. And God is able to keep that which has been committed into his hands against that day. What is that day? The day of judgment. I'm quoting scripture. Which means then, I am not giving you my opinion. And a whole lot of people want to argue about somebody's opinion. I don't. I want to argue about what the man said. Okay? In Galatians 3 and 13. The Bible says, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law. Do you see the blessings of the law in there? Baby, your head was made for a brick. Even, even in the Middle East now, them folk would show up with nothing. All of a sudden, they're throwing rocks. I don't know where they get them from. Are they in the lining of their coat? I mean, what? But they have rocks to throw. They do. And that's an old ancient culture that they've always had. But what they really missed was the rock of ages. I ain't got no help in here. See, when, when, you, when, when you understand that this is, should be about the rock of ages cleft for me. And let me hide myself in thee. He's a hiding place. Oh, my Lord, he is. He, he's a shelter in the time of a storm. He's a mighty good friend that sticks closer than any brother. And Jesus came a man on a mission. <laughs> a man on a mission that would be impossible for any other man, but this man came on mission possible. And he had you in his focus. Ain't nobody ever going to change his mind about you. You are the apple of his eye. And worthy of redemption. For the law was given by Moses. But grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. So Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. So when Jesus was on that tree, he was considered to be cursed by God, and the folk were saying, See there? This man ain't no good. You see where he is? He's on that cross. Why is he on that cross? Because he's smitten of God, and he's afflicted, and he brought that on himself. But when they investigated, they couldn't find no wrong. So I submit to you that the wrong that he died for was my wrong. Now, I'm not going to talk about you, but I got a sneaky suspicion. I'm in the room with a lot of folk that he died also for their wrong. Did he die for your wrong? Did he die for your shenanigans? He died for our sins, according to the scriptures. And he was buried, according to the scriptures. But he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures. Now, what sinner wouldn't accept that 
so that he could be saved. Why you got to go and find Buddha and Allah? That can't do nothing for you. Matter of fact, they're dead folk. But Jesus is alive. Because he was our official rep from heaven. And no other blood would ever be accepted. Because it was put in his veins. And the blood that was put in Jesus' veins was able to redeem us, hallelujah, from the curse of the law. He was officially designated to be our redeemer. And nobody else could do it. And I'm so glad that he was willing to do it. Uh-huh. He was willing to do it. Not only did the father love us, so did the son. And so does the son love us. I'm glad he loved me. How about you? So Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. On Calvary, Jesus had a lot of things going on with him. Hemorrhoids, all kinds of things going on with him. But he was wounded for our transgressions. See, when you put that butt in there, everything comes back to you. So how dare we walk around here thinking that we are better than other people? And how dare do we walk around here thinking that we are the worst of people? But because of Jesus' blood, he sent a signal. I've come to redeem. I've come to seek and to save that which was lost. Now pride steps in and tells you, you're a pretty good person. Who, who told you that? So then, if you're a pretty good person, then you didn't need for him to save you because you're a pretty good person. You treat people fairly. What does that mean? When all have sinned. So when God looks down through the line, he sees a bunch of sinners, but you got to be careful right there because the law condemns Everybody. Nobody escaped the burning blaze of the eyeballs of the law. You can do good all your life and end up in the lake of fire. Because you're not saved by doing good. You're saved because Jesus did good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. That the blessing of Abraham, this is why he was cursed on that tree, see, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. That we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So now we got curses and we got blessings. Nobody in their right mind would even try to stand up against the law to prove themselves as being a pretty good person. The law tears all of that down and all are found guilty in the sight of God. Man, I'm glad that he died to redeem me because I did not have the power and still don't to redeem myself. 
Now, could you please say thank you? Thank you say, say it to the Lord. Because that's the least we can do. That's all we can do. Ain't nothing else you can do. And see, the word of God strips us of all pride. And it's just like this. If you want to be saved, you better get here. Because this is the last midnight train to Georgia. There ain't no other train coming, and there ain't no other conductor coming. If you miss this train, you are forever condemned and forever lost. Now, we have a lot of gamblers among us. You know what the gamblers are saying? I'll take my chance. Well, you go right ahead and take your chance. And see how well you do. Is it going to be that you think that you're going to fare well? Or are you really going to fare well? Because there's no other train. There's nobody else that can save you. Now I'm talking to the saints. I'm talking to the saints because it appears to me that there's a whole lot of ingratitude. You can see that the way we respond to one another in the way we act to one another. Because sometimes our mannerism toward the saints is not good. When we all been washed in the same blood. All been forgiven. See now that's another issue. Some of the saints don't think that they've done anything to be forgiven for. Your birth was a mess. Huh? Your conception was a mess because it brought another sinner into the world that somebody need to tell about Jesus. So we just need to kind of come on down and realize that we all in this together. I don't care how big your house is or your payment. You're paying for brick and sheetrock and concrete. 30 years. Hmm? So Christ came to redeem us from the curse of the law. And the only way for all that to be paid would be through his blood. Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Nude. No clothing. In the midst of strangers in a passing world. He bore our sins in his own body on the tree. That's what he did. Now, I don't know how you feel about it. But I'm so thankful that he did that. And he did that just for me. I want to talk to you a little bit further about that law. Because you see, there is no refuge. All of us are fugitives. And we're running away from God. 
but we try to run back when things get bad. Well, if you're out there dealing with the law as you are, then running back, God will extend a little bit of mercy, but he can't save you with what you're running from. You have to make this commitment that you're going to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Other than that, God cannot even save you from the condemnation and the effects of the law. There's no way. So the best way is submission. All right, you ready for more word? Okay, so the law brought a threefold curse, poverty, sickness, and spiritual damnation. So when we talk about works, you got to understand that the Israelites and some of the Gentiles that had included themselves into the Israeli custom um, in an attempt to keep the law, all of them failed. So God, in his infinite wisdom, stepped in there and extended mercy, extended grace, extended a, a helpful environment in an attitude to let everybody know that even though the law is here, I got something else over there for you. If you'd accept the one who died on the tree with, without all your rhetoric. See, God, when he moves in judgment, all things being equal, he always has something better over here. If he can get us to look over here. Because he's not willing that any of us should perish. He loves you. He loves every one of his creature with an everlasting love and has made provision. You remember when, when that stuff got started over there with Cain? And God told him, man, look, if you look right there, I got, I got a sacrificial offering right here at the step. I come around and take a step to get it. Man is stubborn, and so many people want to save themselves. You can't do it. If you came up with a way to save yourself, you'd make God out of a liar. And I don't think you're powerful enough to do that. So it's either accepting what God has provided or rejecting what God has provided. I met a lot of people like that along the way. It's so high and mighty in their own thoughts. And I just simply be telling them, you need to be saved. They want to come up with another way of being saved. How they treat their neighbor. How they do this. And I say, man, that ain't nothing. When you consider where you are headed. You're going to go and burn. Aren't you glad you're saved? I'm saved on, on Saturday too. Some folk only saved on Sunday. You got to be saved on Saturday and Friday. And you know Wednesday is church meeting night, so you better be saved on Wednesday. So Christ has redeemed us, that us is the body of Christ, from the curse of the law being made a curse for us. For as it is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Romans chapter 10. 
Romans chapter 10. Aren't you glad you can read? And that you can read with comprehension. See, so when the enemy would come in as a flood, then the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against it. I'm saved because of Jesus. I'm saved because I deserved hell and I found that out and then there came a wagon from heaven to pick me up. I'm glad he let me live long enough to understand who he sent. I'm glad. I'm glad that he lived long enough that the blood that was pumping out of his veins through the nails put in his feet and in his hands every time that pumped, every time his heart beat, blood gushed out. I'm glad. I'm glad that I got the report that Jesus is alive. I'm glad. You looking at a glad man. Do I need to smile to make you Assured that I'm telling you the truth? Huh? I'm glad that his redeeming grace was good enough to find me. See, you didn't find the Lord. Heck, if I pull off that parking lot right now and call your cell phone and tell you to find me, first of all, you wouldn't even know where to get started. Would you go off the lot that way? Would you go that way? How many miles would you go? You can't even find a human being. How are you going to find a spirit? It was not our love for him. It was his love for us. Am I right about it? it was, you know, grace found me. Grace. When I needed to be found the most. Grace found me. And in God's redeeming grace, I'm always saved. Because of the one thing that I did. Jesus, I believe that God has raised you from the dead. Jesus, come into my heart and save me. I ain't have no us on my mind. Save me. And because of my request, and that's what everybody has to do in order to be saved. You got to come with that request. What is that request? Come into my heart. I believe that God raised you from the dead. I ain't got time to talk about baking no cake. I ain't got time to talk about how to get downtown. I'm talking about what can you do for me to assure me that when my life is over here, that I'm going to be with you. Could you do that for me, please? Without any skepticism on my part, could you assure me that I'm saved and always saved because I called you? Could you please make that plain to me? <clears throat> could you give it to me in writing? I need that in writing. I was talking to a guy the other week 
a guy of another ethnicity was talking to him about a legal matter and assured him that what he was telling him at that hour was firm and would stand up under closer scrutiny. And the stuff hit the fan. And the brother that looks like me went back to the guy who doesn't look like either one of us and said, hey man, you told me this and you told me that. Could you give it to me in writing? I don't understand, he said, what you talking about. See, a lot of people will run their mouth until they enamel catch on fire, but when the stuff hit the fan, they don't know what you're talking about because they can't give it to you in writing. And people are not willing to give you what they're saying in writing. They low down people. Oh, but I know I got to deal with you now. Well, Pastor, you shouldn't say that about people. Because I believe that there's some good in all the people. Well, you met the one that ain't got none in them. <laughs> if they had that in them, why they treating you so bad? Tell your neighbor, could you wake up? There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus. The power in the blood of Jesus on the cross at Calvary is God's resolution to the redemption of every lost sinner forever. Today is the day of salvation and now is the acceptable time because tomorrow is not promised. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in your house. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Jesus said, come. The Father says, come. The Holy Spirit says, come. And I say, come. You need to come now. Now the question is, I was the chiefest of sinners, Paul says, and so say I. I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago, and he answered me, came into my heart, and brought with him the gift of eternal life. And he'll do the same for you if you call. Say these words to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord. Come into my heart. I believe that God raised you from the dead. I accept you now, Lord, as my personal Lord and Savior. If you said those words, and if you mean those words, they are recorded in the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, verse 9 through 13. Welcome to the household of faith. Much, much love to you. Now the question's up. Hello, this is Bishop Carwell, and this is the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. The world needs Jesus now more than ever before, and you can help us to reach the world for Jesus Christ. I ask for you to pray for what the Lord will have you to do as it relates to financial support toward Know Your Bible. 
And then send your gifts of love to Know Your Bible, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. That's the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. We also welcome your prayer requests and your praise reports. So until we meet again right here on Know Your Bible, you pray for me and I'll be praying for you. And guess what? We'll all be prayed for. Much, much love to you.